0: Hello, thank you for joining me once again on the River Series. How we need to clean house in these times, in these last days, in these modern times that we're living in, in our nation, in America. How we need a cleansing of the temple in our day. As I think back to what it was like when the churches shut down during covid I remember praying that the faith of God's people would grow stronger and not weaker in those moments as we faced quarantine as we faced this pandemic which I really see as a pandemic now as I uh, as we look back as I look back I see a lot of manipulation and control that came from a Jezebel spirit, which I believe was, you know, really working and operating in a heavy way at that time. And, you know, that's just me operating in the discerning of spirits, which is a spirit spiritual gift. Discerning of spirits is a spiritual gift that we can use uh, if it's been given. But anyway, I also remember praying for the churches that were dying out and drying up in that time, that they would have a revelation about what it was that they were missing. And the most of them, most of them were missing the presence of God. That's what those who are drying up and dying out and still are dying out. There's churches that are dying, up because they, dying out because they don't have the presence of God. They don't invite the presence of God in. They don't invite the Holy Spirit. They don't say, Holy Spirit, have your way. They don't say, Jesus, be our shepherd. A lot of them have their own agenda and plan, and they quench the Spirit because they do not allow the Holy Spirit to have his way, and they also limit him by their unbelief. So when you replace presence with programs and exchange prayer for potlucks, the spiritual vibrancy of the church begins to decline, and it will every single time in that situation. As in Jesus' day, the religious teach rules and rituals rather than emphasizing the importance of relationship with Jesus. And I emphasize that relationship, that intimate relationship with Jesus, each and every message, in each and every message that I preach and teach and share with you. Because I want you to understand that the miraculous, that miracle, signs, wonders, healings, and even salvation flow out of relationship with Jesus. Because I have an intimate relationship with Jesus, it's going to cause someone else to want to have that relationship with him as well. It's going to allow them to see the Lord living in me and operating through me, and that's going to touch lives. So I'm talking about the churches who have been lost and have lost their youth. Why have they lost their youth? They've lost their youth because when they sit in the church service, it feels like they're really at a funeral service. Can I get an amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I'm talking about the churches that avoid teaching about deliverance and spiritual warfare because they're afraid they're going to lose members when they start talking about talking about demons and devils. When the mainstream churches of America have been a place and are a place where most go to pat themselves on the back and say, I ha- I'm a good person, I had a good week, I did nice things for people, but that isn't what Christianity is about. That's, talk- that's called uh, remaining babes in Christ. Okay? When we talk about that, we're talking about remaining babes in Christ rather than getting the solid food, the meat, the meat of the Word of God and understanding it, comprehending it, and applying it to our lives rather than drinking baby's milk. We need to step out of that spiritual immaturity and into a greater walk, a greater relationship, a greater revelation of the risen Lord. So in case you haven't realized, we're engaged in daily warfare with the enemy. Every time you wake up, Every time you wake up as a son or a daughter of the Most High God, we enter into warfare. And we enter into warfare when we begin to release words, when we speak the word of God, when we speak words that go contrary to the assignment of the enemy that's been placed on our lives, on our region, on our family, our business, or our ministry. So those who aren't equipping the body in spiritual warfare actually are fattening their sheep for the slaughter. And we need to be real careful that we're not being complacent and lazy in how we equip the body of Christ and how we teach them to walk out this thing called being a follower of Jesus. So a demonic spirit of fear has killed more people than COVID. And let me just make that clear. If you see in the spirit, a spirit of fear has killed more people than COVID. When COVID came out, so many people were just burdened with anxiety and fear, and they began to have physical problems because of the stress and fear that this, this, you know, this thing created, this atmosphere of oh no what's going to happen i don't know what this is and and you know some of us got through a couple weeks of it a month of it and we began to see you know what it's not as bad as as they said and many of us ran from god in that time i know i didn't praise god but i ran toward christ and any situation you're in is either going to draw you closer to jesus or it's going to cause you to run from jesus and it's your decision The demonic spirit of fear has killed more people than COVID or any other virus ever will. And until we return to repentance, prayer, and reconciliation with one another and with God, we'll never see restoration or revival. Now that you understand the urgency in which I'm speaking with and what I'm telling you tonight has to do with the state, the state that the church is in America. Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 21, verses 7 to 17. Matthew 21, verses 7 to 17. We're going to read about the triumphal entry and about Jesus cleansing the temple directly after. So let's read together. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Of Galilee, Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, And the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. So the triumphal entry is what most call this bitter, sweet event. This event when the people accepted Jesus as their Messiah and they wanted to crown him as their king. The people embraced Jesus as Messiah when he entered Jerusalem on the cult. They cried out, Hosanna in the highest. They adored him. They worshiped him. These common people saw what the religious refused to see because of their envy. They were blinded by jealousy and pride. After being received as Messiah by the people of Jerusalem, Jesus headed straight for the temple. Hallelujah. He went for the temple. He said, they know who I am. Now I'm going to show them what I want, what I require. Now that the people recognized him for who he was, I believe he saw an opportunity to clean house and set things in order, as they should be. Jesus drove out those who were buying and selling in the house of God. Does that mean we're not supposed to bring money to the church? No, that's not what it's saying. It doesn't mean you shouldn't give your tithes and offerings. It doesn't mean you're, you're not allowed to bring money into the house of God. But we need to be very careful about profit made within the house of God and how we use that money, how we use the money that we receive that is supposed to be for the work of God. It makes me sick when I hear about churches that have a state-of-the-art sanctuary, a bookstore, a coffee house, a swimming pool, but they haven't taken money and put it to the side to feed the poor, the orphans, and the widows. A lot of these churches have their priorities mixed up and don't even get me started on what is accepted and affirmed in our churches today, and I'm going to speak a little bit about it, and I don't care what happens if I get shut down, if I get canceled, I need to speak the word of God. I need to speak truth. I need to come against the wickedness and the filth that is infiltrating our churches in this hour. The Word of God is clear that marriage has always been intended to be between a man and a woman. Marriage is a holy covenant that the enemy has attempted to pervert and destroy time and time again. The Word of God is also very clear about homosexuality, lesbianism, and all forms of same-sex relationships. These things are clearly sin, but because churches don't want to lose members— they don't want to lose members. They affirm this behavior, or they react in a cowardly way by not taking a stance on the matter or on the subject at all. Many church leaders have responded in the same way on the subject of abortion. Although God offers forgiveness for those who have had abortions, abortion is clearly murder at any stage. Life starts at conception, and to abort a child after conception is murder, even according to the Bible, even according to the scriptures. Now, some will say, and some churches have taken the stance that if a child is pregnant, then it's okay, or the, or the mother is sick and may die, it's okay to kill a child. Well, I say, save both. Work to save both at the same time. Don't kill one to save the other. That makes no sense. It doesn't make sense to me, and I'm sure it doesn't make sense to God either. Millions of babies are slaughtered each year while so many look the other way and sing their songs and, and say their prayers while millions of children are being massacred. It's a modern-day holocaust, and I praise God for Roe versus Wade being overturned. I praise God for that. But now on a state level, we're going back to a place Where some of these state politicians, these governors and and other politicians are starting to make decisions that are allowing abortion again. We need to pray. We need to go into spiritual warfare on that. We need to lift up our requests. We need to cry out to God and say, God, bring your spirit. Have your way in these last days and times. Bring revival that many would be saved and turn from their wickedness, that they would turn from their sin, that they would see the truth of who you are. And that that purity that is produced would create power and all would see you, Jesus. All would see you for who you are, the Son of God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I believe this principle can translate to our time. The temple was first cleansed and then Jesus was able to manifest his power fully without hindrance. God wanted to clean house so that that purity would create power. In a similar way, if we would purge our churches of sin and the fear of man, we would see God move like never before. That's what we get hung up on a lot of the time is the fear of man. What will that person do? What will they think if I talk about Jesus? We need to get rid of all that. We need to become like John the Baptist in these last days. We need to say, I'm going to declare the word of God, whether I live, whether I die, whether I get canceled, whether I get taken off of Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. So what? It's a social media platform. This platform is to lift up the most high God. This platform is to praise the name of Jesus and point men unto him. It's not for us. It's not to get our face on a screen. It's not for us to get in the line life. It's for us to get out of the way and point people to him and whatever happens, happens, but God has our backs. And I don't, let me just say something before I move on. I don't say any of this to condemn you. I say this, that you would know the love of Jesus, that he died on the cross for you. He gave his life that you would have eternal life. And all that he asks is that you turn from sin, That you lay down the things that he has called sin, that he says, these things offend me. Ask for forgiveness, get purified, and begin to be seen as his son, as his daughter. Not as Satan's son, not as a son of Satan or a daughter of Satan, but as a son or daughter of God. All it takes is to repent, to confess, and to follow Jesus. Put your faith in him. And I have compassion for those who are struggling with same-sex attraction. I have compassion for those who are struggling with addiction. I was once addicted to drugs. I have compassion for those who are struggling with a spirit of fear, this fear, this depression, this anxiety that just won't go. I will pray with for you. I will help you to get through that. And Jesus is right there allowing you uh, or allowing certain things to press you or to, or to push you forward closer to him. And he's waiting for you to say, open your arms, Jesus, and accept me, Lord. Accept me. And he's ready to accept you, but he can't accept you in the state that you're in. You need to confess and repent and put your faith in him. His love is so great, and I've known the depths of his love in a greater way because I ran from him for a period of time in my life and came back. And now I know his love in a greater and deeper way because even though I did all the sinful things that I did when I ran from him, he still said, it's time to come home, my son. It's time to come home and be be reunited with the good, good father who has never stopped loving you. And God has never stopped loving you. But he does have something against you if you have not repented. So get right with him. Get right with him and know where you're going to go, that you're going to go to heaven when you pass over into eternity. This life is too short to not know where your final destination truly will be. So we need to take a good, hard look in the mirror and ask the Lord to show us where we've gone wrong. We should ask the Holy Spirit to cleanse us as we confess our sins that we might experience personal revival. We can't have revival in the region. We can't have revival in our churches until we have personal revival. Hallelujah. And I've been walking in revival, personal revival for seven years. I've seen signs, wonders, miracles. I've seen personal transformation. And you need the personal transformation and revival before you can go out and be a fire that ignites others. So get that personal revival burning and moving in you first. Now let's go back to the same, or let's not go back to the same. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's not go back to what it was like during COVID. Let's not go back to the same, or before COVID. Let's not go back to the same old comfortable, complacent place, that old stagnant state that we were once in. Because I thought about what it was like before COVID, where people were not being prepared in spiritual warfare. Okay, there was a few select churches, just a few select churches that I can think of that were teaching their people, the people of God, how to engage in spiritual warfare, how to evangelize, how to prophesy, how to move in the things of God. But the majority sugarcoated it. The majority fattened the sheep for the slaughter and when those trials came they were pushed out the door and lost their faith when the church wasn't open they didn't go to bible studies fear took them over don't let fear take you over walk in faith choose faith choose to run for jesus and throw yourself at his feet that you would be cleansed purified and made new Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I pray you rise up as warriors, as a royal priesthood, as sons and daughters of the Most High King, and that you take your stand for what is right in these last days. Now I want to pray for you for cleansing, for purification, but for righteous anger to cleanse the temple of God, to cleanse the temple of God, but also to clean house. Hallelujah, let's pray. Father, I pray that each father and mother would take a look at what's in their house. And that they would clean house right now, that they'd be convicted and compelled by the Spirit of God right now to say, if there's alcohol in my house, I'm going to clean a house. I'm going to throw it out. If there's pornography, if there's things we shouldn't be looking at, things we shouldn't be messing with in this house, if I'm allowing and permitting my children to do these things, clean house. It's time to clean house. It's time to stop looking at that that filth on your TV. It's time to stop looking at that filth on those movies. It's Time to throw out those video games where all they do is shoot each other all day with guns. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's purity and power. There's power and purity. There's purity in power and power and purity. Oh, yes, Lord, in your power, in your power, Lord. I pray that you cleanse, Lord, that you show us what it is to cleanse our house and to cleanse the temple of God. There's so many ways. There's so many ways where people are making a mockery of Christianity. They're making a mockery of pastors and leaders and those who have given their lives to live righteous lives. But God will not be mocked. I tell you now, God will not be mocked. Repent if you have mocked God, if you have brought corruption, perverseness, and depravity into the church of God and you began to preach another gospel, if you began to twist the scriptures and preach something that is not there, repent and get right with God in this hour. Get right with God now. Oh, yes, Lord, purify us, cleanse us, purify our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. I rebuke every demonic spirit, I offer you in Jesus' name right now that does not belong, the spirit of fear, the spirit of the fear of, future, of the future, the spirit of the fear of death. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Devils, I command you to flee off these people in Jesus name. I command the spirit of death to break off in Jesus name. Those of you have been hearing those words and telling you you're going to die young. It won't be long and you're going to die. I break that off you in Jesus name. Hallelujah. The spirit of fear will no longer control you and manipulate your thoughts and mind, but the spirit of the Lord shall have his way. Have your way, Holy Spirit, right now. Oh, yes, clarity of mind. I declare clarity of mind over you right now. I declare divine health in your mind, your spirit, your soul, and your body in Jesus' name. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please say this prayer with me. It's important the words that you speak, but it's more important that you believe them in your heart. So say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me, Lord, by your precious blood. I believe that Jesus rose from the grave and that he is Lord forevermore. Lord, give me all that I need, the courage, the wisdom, and everything that I need to follow you with all of my heart for all of my days. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, you're now a son or a daughter of the Most High King. Get connected with other Christians who are truly about Jesus and want to serve him. Those who want to serve him, re- begin to read your Bible, worship God, and just connect. get connected with a Bible-believing church and make sure what they're telling you and teaching you is found in the Word of God. Okay? Pray. Pray As you continue to pray, as you begin to pray and continue to pray, you're going to develop that intimate relationship with Jesus I was talking about, and he's going to begin to speak to you. And with every word that he speaks, there's going to be a true peace that you've never experienced in any other natural way, and that's part of how you're going to discern what he is speaking. I'm just giving you the beginning of how to get started, but I thank you for supporting me. Hallelujah. If you want to give to the ministry, once again, you can give on Venmo, Cash App. You can send stars down at the bottom there on that star icon by hitting that. And please check out my new podcast, The River with Alex Morton. Keep your eyes to the skies and your hands to the plow. God bless you.